0: Welcome to the Fantasy Injury Team Podcast, brought to you by Guys Trip. I'm your host, Joe D'Amico, joined by the doctor of physical therapy, Tom Christ, to discuss more wide receivers coming off major injuries and how they'll fare for the upcoming 2023 season. But first, fellas, are you planning a golf trip, bachelor party, sporting event trip, or just need a weekend getaway with the guys? Guys Trip plans your entire trip and saves you up to 30% off retail pricing for rental homes, transportation, golf, nightlife, and much more. Visit guys, triplive.com. That's guystriplive.com. Use code fit. That's F I T for an additional 10% off your fee today. Guys trip, just show up. What a cool content, Uh, a cool, cool concept right there. Uh, We'll we'll definitely talk a little bit more about them or our, our, Official sponsor, and and guys, for you out there also, if you love our content as much as me and Tom and the guys like making it, make sure while you're here you give us a five-star rating. Follow us over on Twitter, X, we're at Injury underscore Fantasy, Instagram, at Fantasy Injury Team. All the housekeeping stuff is out of the way. Tom, we have uh, had several phenomenal guests lately, man. We got Tano Passano, we had Stefania Bell, many more to come this season, but today it's just us two. And Tom, as we're sitting here, you are on your way not in the car, you're taking a little, a little stop, but you are on your way to the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio. Is that right? That's right. I'm
1: making a little pit stop in Pittsburgh at my aunt and uncle's house for the nights, and then, um, it gets started tomorrow. I believe it starts f- tomorrow is Friday, it starts, I think, at six o'clock with a, uh, a little uh social bar thing, and then, um got some activities on Saturday I'll hit the Hall of Fame on Saturday and then Sunday is the actual expo conference material whatever you want to call it Um, I'm pretty excited to be on the medical panel there at 11 a.m. hosted by uh, Jesse Morris at the Fantasy Doctors and some other great people will be on there as well so if you're headed to the expo be sure to check it out
0: it's gonna be you and some of the big dogs some of the fantasy football big dogs and uh, Tom Christ gonna be there that's awesome Real quick before I show, how about guys trip, man? Really cool concept. We're really close friends with these guys. It is it is a phenomenal yeah. idea. I wish I got behind that.
1: So I've known these. These are like college friends of mine. I've known them for a while. They are the perfect, perfect group of people to be running this type of business. Like I've been on many guys trips with these guys, and it's always a blast. <laughs> and the fact that they're saving you up to 30% plus... Using our promo code FIT saves you another 10%. It's practically a free trip.
0: It's good stuff. I mean, whenever I'm on a trip my wife, she's the planner. But Guy's Trip, bachelor parties, like nobody wants to sit there and plan. Oh, we're going to golf on this course. We're going to this part. No, these guys will take care of it for you. It's good. I hate planning so much. <laughs> Tell that to my wife. She uh, She's our planner. And uh, without her, I would probably need Guy's Trip. So <laughs> for everybody out there, enjoy it. Go check that out. But Tom, again, just me and you today, baby. Let's dive in. We have six more wide receivers. We discussed, I believe, six last show with Stefania Bell. Some guys going a little bit uh you know lower or earlier in ADP. Today we're gonna slide a little bit later, but nonetheless, guys, this this stuff matters just as much as the first guys do. And let me say this: I think a lot of us when we're sitting here planning for fantasy football, planning for our drafts. We're thinking about, who am I going to take first round, second round? At least for me, that's what almost encompasses and and takes all of my thought. Late is so important. So we got, Tom, some guys going, you know, wide receiver. Really, our our range today is 26 to 50, 60, right? This is the time in the draft, guys, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, that you're going to make your team. So buckle up, listen carefully. We got some real good stuff for you, Tom, and uh, for everybody out there, starting with, The guy going at wide receiver 26, Big Mike Williams, overall going around 70th. So that, again, is a late sixth rounder. Big Mike now 28 years old. Tom talks all the time about age, getting up there a little bit in age. Been a really frustrating player throughout his NFL and fantasy career. Um, You know, we, we would love to have this guy stay on the field more, but most recently, a right ankle injury. So, Tom, how do we feel about Big Mike going into the 2023 season?
1: well let's look at his his history of injuries he had that cervical spine fracture in college then first year in the league had a lumbar disc herniation that he missed six or i'm sorry five games with but since then it feel i feel like it feels like he's injured more than he actually is so he's missed one game with a knee bruise one game with a back injury one game with a hamstring injury and then last year he had that high ankle sprain that he missed two games for came back probably a little too soon, reaggravated it and missed another two games. So I think we have a bad taste in our mouth with Mike Williams, but maybe not appropriately because he really hasn't missed that much time for how long he's been in the league. But I think it's the combination of last season where he was injured, returned maybe a little too quickly, got re-injured, same injury, Plus the style of play he plays, like he's always flying through the air, landing hard on his back. It looks like he should be injured more than he is. Right. Um, but he's only missed 11 games in the NFL. Um, as far as his history of what's concerning this, this most recent one, the, the ankle sprains a little bit, because we know that ankle sprains have, um, you know, a tendency to recur, especially, High ankle sprains are, are more significant than a lateral ankle sprain, etc. But when those ligaments start to get injured, they don't always heal up quite as, as strong. So now you're relying more on muscular support to hold the ankle together. So potentially a, a slightly elevated risk there. But I'm really not overly concerned about him from a medical standpoint. I think the other frustrating thing about him is it's hit or miss. Like, you don't know always hit or
0: miss, man. Always
1: tremendous best ball guy. But if, if, and this is my opinion, if you're drafting him in redraft or if you're thinking about trading for him in dynasty, you have to have other stable pieces on your receiving core because Mike Williams will win you games, but he could also lose you games.
0: uh, Said literally perfectly. I'm going back to what you said just a couple of minutes ago bad taste in your mouth. I had, you know, my seven, eight leagues. I think I had three shares of him. Sour milk, uh, sour things, I don't know. Bad taste in my mouth, Tom. I still have it from him. And listen, you said you're not, like, overly worried from an injury standpoint. But for me, a lot of worry, a lot of concern on the fantasy front. Listen, you're picking this guy in the sixth round, right? Like, or you're not, or you're passing on him. The only thing I guarantee you with Big Mike this year is volatility, right? I mean, you said you're not really worried about it, but you guys have to consider your own risk tolerance here, right? I'm going to guarantee this from the least medical perspective possible. I guarantee he's probably going to miss a couple games. I guarantee you guys, I had him last year. I watched every damn, I almost watched every snap of the Chargers because I had so many shares of that offense. I guarantee you Mike Williams is going to have some games this year, two catches, 19 yards. He'll disappear. But then, Tom, I guarantee you, he's going to have a couple games, nine catches, 102, two yep. touchdowns, yep. snagging the ball, deep ball out of the air, right? Like, yep. for me, that's not what I'm looking for in a sixth rounder. I want someone who's going to start for me every single week and someone that I know when to start, right? Because I'm, let, let's let's take a look here, right? Because we got to dive in. These are his fi- – These are this is why it was so frustrating. These are his finishes from last season. OK, impacted by injuries in six games, weekly finishes and half point PPR, 102nd, 8th, 46th, 13th, 9th, 68th, 6th, 84th, 4th, 40 35 18th, 61th. How could you even play him with confidence after he finishes 102nd week one and then he comes back the next week? It's just... For me, listen, it's it's still early, you know, still August, or August 10th. But, um, you know, reports out of camp, which we always take with a grain of salt. Have you, I don't know if you've read this. Keenan Allen has been their, their real number one as of now, and this you have to take so lightly. Number two guy consistently at camp has been John Hightower. Oh, <laughs> John Hightower. I thought
1: it's, you were going to say Josh Palmer, because I've seen well, a lot of nice clips of Palmer.
0: That's a name out there, right? But, like, of course we – I mean, I express my love for Quentin Johnston, Joshua Palmer, Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler. Like, there's a lot of guys here. I think he's going to disappear. And a couple more things here. Last year, with much less target competition, he was a wide receiver one four times. Wide receiver two twice, and here's what hurts. Finished worse than a wide receiver two seven times, right? He played five games last year that could actually potentially have lost you your week where he put up two to six points, Right. I'm going to have zero shares of him, Tom. I don't know. You can kind of touch on, on if you are going to have him at all. I'm taking more safe guys that also give you that upside You know, around his ADP, Drake London, um, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk. If you had to throw a percentage, Tom, in all your leagues, what, what, what's your percentage of Mike Williams shares going to be like?
1: In redraft, probably zero. Redraft, yeah. In, in best ball, sure, absolutely. Yeah. I wonder if there is a player – in the league this year that has a wider range of outcomes on a week-to-week basis than Mike Williams, because he could easily get you 35 points in one week, but also zero.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the Kellen Moore offense, everybody's talking about it. They're going to take more deep shots and that's big Mike's game, but it's just last year. I'm just telling you because I experienced it. Should I start him this week? Should I not? He just gave me two points and lost me last week, but then he sits and rots on your bench and he has 30 points. He's one of the most frustrating guys, Tom, but I mean, at least to wrap up Mike Williams, you're not really too worried from at least a health perspective, right? Generally speaking here,
1: low to moderate concern. I would say no, no different than any other 28 year old receiver.
0: Okay, fair enough. Well said on to player number two. It is Marquise Brown going off the board right now. Half point PPR. We're using fantasy pros here just for today. Wide receiver 32 Marquise Brown's going off overall 83rd looking at a late seventh rounder. He's two years younger. He's 26 coming off that foot fracture in October. Uh, what are your thoughts on Hollywood for this year, Tom?
1: So his history, we, he had a Liz Frank injury that required surgery in college. And then a, I think a year or so later they went in and took the screws out, which is not abnormal. Ankle sprain, uh, a couple knee sprains, hamstring injuries, but really it's just this most recent fracture that he missed a substantial amount of time for prior to that. I think he'd only missed three games in the NFL. So durability, while there's a decent list, he had played through most of these injuries indicating they weren't really all that severe. Um, Age is great, especially for the type of injuries he's had. The two foot injuries are what would really concern me if he was a little bit older, because we know with age, anytime you're immobilized, which with a foot injury, a foot fracture or surgery you are, typically, the older you are, the harder it gets to regain the motion. And within the foot, there's so many little tiny joints that... Need to have this little intricate amount of motion for the foot to function properly. And if even just one of those joints, especially in the midfoot, gets a little stiff, it becomes, it just kind of throws things off, which could impact ability to run, jump, cut, be stable on one leg, and also influence stuff up the leg that could. Uh, potentially predisposed to injury. But the fact that all his injuries were at such a young age, it makes it much more likely that he is able to regain full motion and all those things I just named not be an issue. Last season, he was a wide receiver six overall before he got hurt. When he returned, his stats dropped off significantly. Now, some of that's due to DeAndre Hopkins being back in the fold. Some of that's due to Kyler Murray getting injured. But some of that may have been he just wasn't totally a hundred percent. I mean, his snap percentage was picked up right where it left off, like in the '90s, pretty much every game. But he never had a number, another double digit, excuse me, another double digit fantasy output after returning from his injury. I expect that to be a lot better this season. But then again, who's going to be throwing to him? Is it going to be Colt McCoy for a while? Not the worst quarterback, but not as good as a healthy Kyler. When Kyler comes back, is he going to be 100%? I mean, it's, it's Kyler's right knee, which is the one that he pushes off of to generate power that was injured. So there's a lot of question marks here. But if we're talking health specifically, I'm not super concerned with Marquise Brown heading into this season. There's just a lot of a lot of factors to consider here.
0: Sure. And one of the big ones you just mentioned was Kyler, of course, the quarterback situation. Now, you're usually pretty good at predicting when guys will come back. Just, you know, how many games do you think Kyler Murray, you know, we talked about this in an earlier episode. Depends how good the Cardinals are. Right. But let's say the Cardinals are around 500. If that right. How many games do you see him missing where we're going to have Colt McCoy throwing the ball to these Cardinals weapons?
1: I don't think Kyler's practiced yet. And what's today, August 10th, I've, you know, still several weeks before the season starts, but it's trending. Like he won't see the field till week five at the best. And um, the, uh, the 32 beat writers had, Tyler Drake from Arizona on, I think we talked about this already on the show, but that's the vibe he was getting as well was that they were not going to rush Kyler back. And also week one is only an eight week, eight months and seven weeks post-op for Kyler. And we want at least nine months, preferably 10 plus before returning. So I don't think we'll see Kyler before week five.
0: Okay. And, Just to add this in, guys, this is why we're so unique here at the fantasy injury team. This is what we do. And Tom, I got to give you credit. You're usually darn spot on with this stuff. But you guys, right now, as you're listening or whenever, go to our website, fantasyinjuryteam.com, and you could pick, there's a whole drop down. It's awesome. You could pick any injury you want and check out the statistics of how guys perform coming off these injuries. These are things that we reference, things that we talk about. It's an amazing tool. I use it every single week, right? If you have a guy coming back from a hamstring or an ankle or whatever it might be, go check out. Does this injury really impact the player through the first week they're back? When did they start to really, really improve? That's what I would be doing here. So so definitely check that out. But I think, Tom, with Hollywood, man, there's some positive things here. Like, he's going to be the clear number one, I think, in Arizona. 100%. And when Hopkins was suspended, he was the wide receiver five or six at that point. And the Cardinals, listen, for what it's worth, they're going to be bad, 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 have bad. To, simple. They have to throw <laughs> bad. to keep pace. They're going to have to throw the ball, right? He could receive, I don't know, 25, 27% target share. That's up there with some of the big dogs, right? But again, you got to evaluate this. It's the quality of the targets, right? Colt McCoy, not the worst. It's not Kyler Murray throwing you the ball. But again, I mean, he gets this is list of his targets when Hopkins was suspended last year, six, 11, 17, 11, 10, and nine. It's a volume play, right? He's a talented guy. Yeah, you got Rondell Moore there, but they're different types of players. Rondell Moore plays a lot around, you know, the the slot, the line of scrimmage. You got Greg Dortch. I mean, Zach Ertz, the aging Zach Ertz, right? I mean, Ertz has a zone
1: injury he's coming back from.
0: Right. That too. Um, I, I think you're getting him as what? A wide receiver three?
1: And, and I he could perform, yeah, perform
0: as a two. He could perform as a two with all these targets.
1: And he's definitely a guy that I think as the year progresses and Murray gets healthier, his numbers will just get better.
0: Yeah. And, and the pace he was on, again, without Hopkins and with Murray, pretty good. So that is uh, – I think it's a steal where he's going. We'll check out his ADP if it keeps changing uh, and rising. But wide receiver 32 for a guy who could be a low-end wide receiver uh, two overall on your team, I'd be happy with that. All right. Third player, four left, we have Odell Beckham Jr. going at wide receiver, 45, overall, 107. That's around the ninth round. Tom, he is 30 years old, tore his ACL all the way back in February in the Super Bowl 2022. Have his injuries made him fantasy irrelevant? What do you think, man?
1: Well, you know, everything is at cost, of course. So where he's going in drafts right now is you're not spending all that much. Um, ADP, wide receiver 45, 108 overall. He has a long injury list. We're talking over 16 injuries, um, and I'm, I'm referencing draft sharks injury list here, a number of which he's missed substantial time for. We've got an ankle fracture, two ACLs, and and many other things. And he's 30 now. Age is not working for him anymore. Uh, What is working for him is that he's had one and a half years, probably more, since his his surgery. So from an ACL standpoint, which we remember him tearing it in the Super Bowl two years ago, he's 100%. And we've seen that in his videos. He's running around just fine but Beckham has not been an elite receiver since 2016. I think a lot of us just hold on to him because of how special he was those first couple years. And my goodness, he was one of the most fun receivers I've ever watched play. Like I remember that catch. I was sitting in my room watching it and I just screamed and my roommate at the time came running in. He's like, what, what, what happened? What happened? Something going on? And I'm like, bro, you got to look at the TV. And, um, And that'll always be one of the best catches in the NFL history.
0: Absolutely awesome.
1: But hasn't been elite since 2016, has not been a wide receiver 15 or better since 2018. So I don't mind where he's going. I just think you have to temper the upside expectations. I would much rather in a similar ADP go for either of his two teammates who have higher upside. Rashad Bateman we'll talk about in a second and glowing reviews about Zay Flowers.
0: And also probably the coolest name ever, just Zay Flowers. (laughs) Absolutely awesome. That is a freaking awesome name. Now, with Odell, you referenced this perfectly, Tom. What you always talk about is age and prior injury, and you basically nailed it on the head, right? I mean, you shout that from the mountaintops all the time. Prior injury, Odell has a ton of them, and age, he's getting up there, right? I mean, there's a lot of things to factor in. He did just get a one-year deal Uh, i think it was something like 12 or 15 million with a lot of incentives it's pretty
1: pretty substantial
0: yeah it was a good one now you also referenced that he hasn't been good in many years since 2017 odell's finished as a wide receiver two or better one time it's legitimately been six years since we've seen him dominate and, and be fantasy relevant i mean he could be a guy for the Ravens, I think, who can flash and have some big games. He could also be a guy that you pick and and you drop him, right? You get rid of him. Going in the ninth round, I'd be okay taking risk and dropping someone who I get late, late. Ninth round, I'm still trying to kind of, you know, pad my team here. I mean, talked about Zay Flowers, Bateman. I like them both over Odell with their ADP. Listen, Odell could be. The fourth or fifth best option on his own team when you bring in Andrews, Dobbins. I mean, don't don't fool yourself. Around him, I like to try to give alternatives. I like a lot of the other guys that, like we mentioned, Zay Flowers is going right around the same ADP. Sky Moore hearing really great things about in camp. Even Cortland Sutton, I think. Elijah Moore, Quentin Johnston, these are a lot of guys that are going somewhat near him. Cortland Sutton, I think a little bit earlier, but these are a lot of the guys going around him at ADP. Now, before we close up on Odell here, did you see what he said recently in an interview, Tom? Something
1: about he would have had
0: 250 yards
1: and three touchdowns in the Super Bowl.
0: It's all talk. But <laughs> that's as
1: Odell as it gets. You got to love it. It's
0: so Odell. I love that little competitive flair that he has and the, the swag. But he said, people have no idea what I was actually going to do that day. It was going to be the day where I catch 15 balls, maybe 250 yards. The game plan was for me, said Odell. We would have beat him 42-17. And then Tyler Boyd came back and said, I think he tweeted at him, said, woulda, coulda, shoulda. For me, I think that wraps up Odell's career pretty well. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. And I think that when you guys out there, at least my opinion, when you see his name, I'm passing on it. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. I'm going for somebody else.
1: I think we all have that friend who... Who's like, man? I would have made it in the NFL or the NBA if it weren't for that injury. You know, I could have thrown the ball seventy yards if I didn't tear my rotator cuff or something like that.
0: Uh, I have a bum bum (laughs) knee. You know, I had that that shoulder. I I I was playing college. I probably would have been drafted if I just didn't have that that shoulder. Everybody's got one. He's one of them, man. Uh, Sad story, I guess, over his career there with all these injuries. But man, he was fun. I'll never forget just the catch. Yes. But just watching him as a, like, taking slants to the house. Quick slant, Eli Manning, gone, up the field, 80 yards. Like, it's nothing. It was unbelievable, for sure. Quick shout out to our friends over at the Sleeper app. Do you like free money? For a limited time, Sleeper Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Go to sleeper.com slash promo slash fit or use promo code fit, F-I-T. That's sleeper.com slash promo slash fit. Let's go to his teammate, Shad Bateman, going right around the same pick, guys. We're looking 11th round here. Wide receiver, 51, really young, 23 years old, Liz Frank Sprain. I need answers, Tom. Should we continue to be patient on Rashad Bateman? What do you think his outlook is for this year? Let's talk a little bit of injury analysis first.
1: Yeah, history. So two years in the league, missed five games with the groin his rookie year, missed 10 games last season with the Liz Frank injury that needed surgery. And typically that's a, about a six month to return to full full play. He's at month nine now, and we know that there's been some setbacks when they removed the screws. There's some inflammation, irritation in the foot that required a cortisone injection, which is not not standard. And, and sometimes that there's people that their biology, they just swell more. They have more inflammation, more irritation, more scar tissue. There's no way to know that until they have some kind of procedure like this. It's not necessarily their fault. It's not their fault at all, actually. Um, But that does tell us that he's a little behind on the timeline. Now, the Good sign is that he returned to practice yesterday. And while there's only a few short videos, he looked really good. He was cutting hard, he was cutting quickly, looked confident, no hesitation. Uh, But with this type of situation, with the irritation, inflammation, whatever you want to call it, that usually takes repetition to come on. So I don't know that I would necessarily expect one practice to be an issue. So we're going to have to monitor him really close over the next two, three weeks before draft season really kicks off. And if there are more issues that come about, then I'm really raising red flags because this is, this is a midfoot injury. The midfoot is so involved with anything we do in weight bearing, especially running, cutting, and jumping. So if, this, if he has another setback before your draft, then he's definitely at risk for setbacks throughout the season like this to continue to flare up, but that's not necessarily going to happen. That's why we need to very closely monitor the the reports out of Baltimore over the next few weeks. We saw Travis Etienne had pretty much the same injury and he looked great in his first year back. So it's certainly possible that Bateman could just pick up where he left off. We know he's super talented, super fast, but definitely from a risk standpoint for injury risk standpoint, more elevated than any of the guys that we've talked about so far. I am definitely concerned, but that concern could go down if over the next few weeks, th- everything is smooth sailing. And the nice thing about Bateman is there's not a, from a draft capital standpoint, you're not spending much on him. Um, looking at ADP of like receiver 52, 131 overall, that's not much of a risk from you're building your team draft capital standpoint. I do expect his ADP to rise quite a bit though, since he just returned to practice last week.
0: No doubt could see him as a guy who rises in ADP. Like we just talked about Odell ninth round. I'm not willing to take the risk, but now, like it's all guys. You got to play like the stock market, right? Like who are you going to get value on? If Bateman is sitting there in the 12th round, Take him. I'm not mad to because then that, if that's the case, year starts and, and nothing's going on six, seven weeks in, you drop him. It doesn't crush your team like it does to pick one of the guys like this in the seventh, eighth round. So I do think you're getting for a discount. I think a lot of people are running out of patience with him. I mean, 27th pick overall in the 2021 draft hasn't really lived up to it, but there's still a lot of hype around him. Tons of talent. There is a little bit of a crowded receiver room, you know, Odell, Flowers, who we discussed. Andrews as tight end, um, you know it, it's going to be hard for me to pull the trigger on him in the tenth, tenth round, but again eleventh or twelfth, I think it's pretty fair. Like Tom said, activated what was he, activated what yesterday, right from the yesterday, from the yeah. pup list, yeah, yeah. And and, and
1: I'll say this: if his ADP was quite a bit higher, like sixth, seventh round, then my concern level is much higher because from an injury risk standpoint, it, you know it, I'm pretty somewhat concerned with how long it took him to come back from this injury, also had missed five weeks in his rookie year with a groin injury. Like Both of those are lower body injuries, which we don't like to see. He is young, though, which is in his favor. So if his ADP rises too much, like past round nine, I'm probably staying away.
0: I'm with you. I think this is something that, Tom, you'll definitely monitor. You'll be tweeting about this. Again, that's why he's a great follow, just throwing pugs out here left and right at you. But it's true. These are going to be things that you're tweeting out. We'll, We'll take a look at him. Got about a month till the season starts. Now, before we move on, we have two players left. Tom, you mentioned Zay Flowers. And I just got to give him throw, a, throw him a little bit of a bone here because look at the NFL draft, right? Loaded with wide receivers, pretty good class. You had JSN, pick 20 overall, going to Seattle. You had Quentin Johnston, pick 21, going to the Chargers. You had Jordan Addison, pick 23, going to the Vikings, right? I think those are three guys, Tom, that we hear a lot of hype about. JSN, all the talent, Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison. Well, I mentioned pick 20, 21, and 23. Oddly enough, pick 22 in the draft was Zay Flowers. This guy is awesome. Zay yeah. Flowers, Boston College. I watched some some of the highlight tapes of him, looked at some of his metrics, that type of stuff. Like, you guys have to look and see who of this group has the clearest path to being on the field but then also possibly being the wide receiver two for their team, right? I would probably or, say Jordan Addison uh, well, or wide receiver ta- one, right?
1: Target target one is going to be Andrews. Sure. Wide receiver one, like Flowers easily could be.
0: It could be him. I mean, I love Addison. He has a really good chance at it. Johnson still has to fight off, obviously, injury-prone Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. There's a chance there. JSN, one of the best wide receiver prospects we've seen. Still Tyler Lockett, still DK Metcalf. So Zay Flowers, guys. He's a guy that I can say in the same breath as these other guys comfortably, who I feel like is not getting all the credit. But again, I think at ADP, Tom, rank them real quick. At at ADP, Flowers, Bateman, Odell, who are you targeting and who I guess are you not?
1: Uh, I would go Flowers first, then Bateman, then Beckham.
0: Okay. Ditto that. Perfect. All right. Now, Tom, Mike Williams, or excuse me, uh, Michael Thomas is not the next guy but I do believe this is a guy that you're raising your eyebrows at me over there that you're quite fond of for the 2023 season. Can't stop smiling, Tom. And now I'm smiling because you're smiling. Jamison Williams, Jamison Williams, everybody wide receiver 52. Again, guy going in the 11th round, super young, 22 years old, tore his ACL in the national championship game way back January 10th, 2022. But, Last year he had a, a, it was a leg injury right something like that. Tom it was a leg injury. What what do you what can you tell us oh, about Jameson?
1: Le- no, he he didn't play last season because he was or until late last season because he was still rehabbing the ACL, which was super smart on Detroit's end to let him take as much time as sure. he needed. They knew they weren't competing for much last year, but clearly this year they are. I'm super excited to to watch that team this year. He played limited snaps last season. I believe twenty five percent was the most snaps that he had in a single game, but he showed flashes of that elite speed that made him one of the top prospects at at his position. Um, A couple plays he got behind the defense, a 40-something yard touchdown, end around for 40-something yards. And in camp, we've seen videos of him just getting deep on the team. Now, hands are apparently a bit of a concern with him. Um, Dan Campbell even said something like he's never going to be an elite hands catcher but his speed is going to compensate for it from a injury standpoint, 1.5 years post-op ACL, not concerned whatsoever at this point. He doesn't really have any other injury history, at least according to draft sharks. He doesn't. And of course he's suspended for six games. That sucks. But at the ADP of wide receiver 50, another guy that you're not sacrificing much drafting him and the upside is is tremendous. The floor, we don't know, because he hasn't played much. Some people are are starting to say that he's a bust candidate. I haven't seen nearly enough of him to say that, and his collegiate profile was excellent. 1,500-something yards, 15 touchdowns his last season at Alabama. Elite speed, game-breaking speed, the comparisons to Tyreek Hill speed. I love him where he's going. I'm trying to get him ninth, tenth round everywhere.
0: Remember the last time Somebody told us that a uh, a young wide receiver couldn't catch the ball and they didn't have elite hands. I believe that was Jamar Chase, and they were like, "Yeah, he's not. He can't catch the." Listen, it is weird. It is weird that Dan can I saw the same quote as you. He said, "Like he, he's never gonna have elite." Exactly like you said, never gonna have elite hands. I'm like, what? But you're right. He's fast as could be. He's got amazing speed. Going to be tied to a prolific. I mean, they're going to be playing for a lot this year, man. They're gonna have a good, good, solid, high flying offense. But obviously suspended for six games. And then what a lot of people I think also don't think about is also the bye week, right? And the bye week unfortunately doesn't come during the suspension, um, during week nine. So there's gonna be a lot of stashing. And are you gonna play him the first week in week seven when he's back? Probably not, right? So he's a guy that I think if you can be super, super patient on him and stash him. Now, I would be curious, can Can you put him on the IR slot? I do my ES leagues in ESPN. I don't think you can put him there, right? I don't
1: think so. You shouldn't be able to. That should not be allowed. I don't think so. uh, I I don't know. I'm pretty sure ESPN and Sleeper, you can't. Those are the two platforms I use. Um I like that you can't. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: You have to really do some of the work yourselves, as always, guys, and evaluate your team. You know, are you comfortable? Do you have guys that you feel comfortable? Evaluate your record. You're two and four and you need a guy right away, it's probably not worth it. But if you can go 500, 4-2, and, and then here comes Jamison Williams, right? It could be a guy that propels you to a championship. Or stick this in the back of your mind. If he's a free agent, don't wait until week seven to pick him up, right? See how long you could go. Maybe week three, week four, he's still out there. Pick him up, stash him for a couple weeks, see what he could do for you. Last guy, Tom, is Darnell Mooney. Wide receiver, 61, going overall, 165. That's the 14th round. That's a late one. 25 years old. Last year, an ankle ligament uh, injury. And he missed, what he missed The final five games, I think, of the year, right? Yeah. Um, popular sleeper last year. I remember a lot of people, 6th, 7th round, Darnell Mooney talk, and now slides all the way to the 14th. What do you think, Tom?
1: It's interesting how far he's fallen. I know he was. he was not producing last year before his injury anyway um and i mean that offense just justin fields was doing it all on the ground but the, the whole offense was really doing it on the ground from an injury standpoint the fibula fracture with mo- most likely a high ankle sprain as well because he went out and said that his surgery included the tightrope procedure which is for a high ankle sprain uh also had some screws in there for the fibula fracture so there's Some concern there with any time there's screws put in the ankle, potential for not regaining full range of motion. But again, super young, 25, so that makes it more likely that he did regain full motion. He's been practicing in full, but with a few days off, just a few more days off than he would otherwise if he wasn't coming back from injury. But I really don't expect it to hinder him at all. I mean, very similar to Tony Pollard's situation. We haven't covered running backs yet, but just a little uh, spoiler: I'm not concerned about Tony Pollard at all. All reports in camp from Mooney have been positive. Really low to moderate risk, in, in in my opinion, from an injury standpoint. And like you said, he's practically free going in like the 14th yeah, round. Yeah, crazily. <laughs> and this is a guy that we know is a good player. Now, the addition of DJ Moore will take some targets away from him, but it'll also open things up for him. So does Mooney have super high upside? No, he's not going to be a wide receiver one. He's not going to finish top 20, most likely. But like the stock market analogy you just made, you're buying him as cheap as it gets. He's most likely going to pay off for, for that ADP. So I love taking him super late in drafts.
0: He might pay off, but are you happy if he's wide receiver going off the board 61 and finishes at wide receiver 45? Is that like you're jumping for joy? Can not even play him? Like, that's why, that's why I'm so hesitant to take these types of guys that he's not going to be a top 24, even top 30, maybe even not even top 40. Like he could beat his ADP, but by how much, I don't know. I have a hard time with that.
1: I don't know that there's many other people in that range that are have super high ceilings either, though, and I, I think he could finish better than 45, somewhere around mid-30s, which, wow. bi-week fill-ins, great. If you have a, a number of players that get injured at receiver, maybe he's somebody you could fill in for a couple weeks.
0: Okay. Or are some guys around there I'd prefer over him. Um, Sky Moore, even, you know, we're going to talk... Probably more about these guys, but Nico Collins, Romeo Dobbs, our boy the Tano talked about Rashid Shahid, uh, Jonathan Mingo. There's there's some guys around there, but like you said, Tom, kind of a newly crowded room, right? And one of my big concerns, yeah, he's talented, exactly like you said, but how many guys for fantasy football can Justin Fields really sustain? I mean, last year we're looking at, I think they're going to throw more this year. Bears ranked 31st in pass rate last year. We know Justin Fields likes to take off. Um, they have a couple of decent running backs, and and last year in half PPR, Mooney's best weekly finish was twelve uh, in the eleven games that he played. His average finish was actually fifty-two, which Tom, you said that is better than his ADP. But again, a little bit crowded. You have more Claypool, Herbert, Komet. There are some guys there, but hey, maybe worth a dart throw. All right. And what's next week, Tommy? It's, I think it's running back season, right? We're gonna hit the running backs next next year. We're getting close. All right, Tom, have a absolutely amazing time. Enjoy yourself. Uh, when are you are you leaving tonight? What's the plan?
1: No, I'm staying in Pittsburgh tonight. I'll head there tomorrow afternoon. I think it's about two hours from here.
0: All right. Have an amazing time. For our listeners out there, you guys are the best. We love you. We appreciate you guys so much. Again, next week, we'll be into running backs. Thank you to our sponsors as well. Our sponsor, Guys Trip. Remember, guys, check them out. GuysTriplive.com. Use promo code FIT. Extra 10% off your trip. Thank you guys again for listening. We are the Fantasy Injury Team, and we'll see you next time.